my prayer I will stay in prayer When I leave this world I will go in prayer I came by prayer I will stay in prayer When I leave this world I will go in prayer So I will
Have you asked yourself that question? What did you do to deserve this kind of? Whenever you want, lift up your hands and begin to bless. So it's good to dance, it's good to jump around, but sometimes it's, it's good to reflect. In one minute, just begin to think about all the things God has done. that is down and sets it for the world to see that is the God you came to serve if it's that same God I came to serve can you lift up your hands and open up your mouth and begin to blast in other tongues I wish I can hear people <laughs> Let's go. 
Good evening, everybody. How are you doing? All right, is Apostle Angela online? Apostle Angela said she had a testimony. She's still online. All right, then when she get back, Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your hand upon us. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, we surrender everything to your hands and we trust you. We trust you with our everything. Lord, we trust you with our everything. We trust you with our everything. Take all the glory, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now let's pick up a scripture very fast. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We'll take from verse 1. And we're going to read down to 11. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 11. I wanted to pay very 
keen attention because your word might just be the next to be announced. So pay attention, catch the word, receive it, and testify. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two sheep standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the sheep, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would trust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the sheep. Let's go. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and have taken nothing. Hmm. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had this done, he enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. All right, let's go. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in other other sheep, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes, which they began, which they had taken. Let's go 10, 11. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Verse 11, the last. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. All right, get me Acts chapter 7, verse 10, and let's pray. Acts chapter 7 and verse 10. All right, Apostle Angela, I think I saw her get on the uh, line. Apostle Angela, can you hear me? All right, Acts 7, 10, let's read together one to go. And delivered him out of his affliction and gave him favor and wisdom and the sire of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and made him governor over all Egypt and all his house. May God bless his word in our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, tonight we are praying on from affliction to favor. From affliction to favor. From affliction to favor. If you can hear me, I wanted to declare it right now. I am moving from affliction into favor. I am moving from affliction into favor. Declare it for yourself right now that you are moving from affliction into favor. You are moving from affliction. It is very prophetic now as you declare it and you believe it. It is happening. This movement does not happen by your physical geolocation. It does not happen by your reflexes. It happens in the spirit. 
I am moving from affliction to favor. 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 I want you to lift your voice and turn into prayer right now. Turn into prayer right now. Father, move my life, move my marriage, move my career, move my health, oh God, from affliction into favor. Move me from affliction, from marital affliction into marital favor, from financial affliction into financial favor. Oh God, my Father. I come before you, eternal Father. Move me, carry me, translate me from affliction into favor, from affliction into favor, from affliction into favor. Libada, Zogobologado, Zepelegate, Zontopa Gatishka, Eliken de Pereso, Ilagadagadada, Bracatatata, 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 from affliction to favor, from affliction to favor, from affliction to favor. From affliction to favor, from affliction, oh God, move my family from affliction into favor, move my career, move my finance, move my destiny. Katebra Satuya Gaba, Ela Katebri Sudavala, Eteke Tapara Shadigo, Lepere Sutanema, Adibre Keton Zepelegedeske, Ifa Tebo Saleve Nigra, O Krambade Velika Suta, by your power, translate my life, Ibrako. By your power, by your anointed, O oh God, carry me, Lord, uproot me out of affliction, plant me in your favor, deposit me in your favor. Shadabaladada, Rekadadada, Leketekabadagadada, Zukatekabarakata, Leketekabarakata lagada, Zotopoto, Atigeti Belete, Kurapate Soko, La Felacadiba, Ulate Gadima, Otabarashata, Ekaba, Zikoponde, Lekila Barasso, Ikatata, 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 Borakatata, Borakataba, Borakataka, Lepelagatagata, Lekatabelagata, Lekatakabeladata, Lekatakabarada, Zakapalate, Ekete Parasuta, Ekete Mashandaba, Prokosoto, Kitapalata, O God, my Father, move me, Lord, from affliction into favor, move me, Lord, from affliction into favor, Latte Beke, Zugata Perese, Katapokoto, Ikatara Sativa, Lekato Katapala. Lagatela, Ikatatata, 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 Ikatapata, Prekesugatata, Rakatakatakatakatakatakatata, Brukatatata, Shatakapala, Tegabahaya. Oh God, from affliction into favor, from affliction into favor, from affliction into favor, from affliction into favor, from affliction, move my family, Lord, move my marriage, move my health, oh God. God, from affliction into favor, Zatikabata, Likatakata, 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 Kakatapaka.
my affliction into favor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I prophesy right where you are under the sound of my voice. To everyone that believe and receive this word, the Lord is moving you from affliction into favor. The Lord is moving you from affliction into favor. Your family is moving from affliction into favor. Every kind of affliction in your life. The Lord is moving you out of it. 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 You are living the life of affliction. You are getting into the life of favor. You are living the life of affliction. You are getting into the life of favor financial favor, career favor, marital favor, business favor. I don't know what has planted your life in the place of affliction, that your life has looked like a life of bitterness. Your life had become like a life of still water. Your life had become stagnated. Your life had become uh, retrograded. I decree now in the name of Jesus, receive favor, receive favor, receive favor. Favor, favor for re-establishment, favor for expansion, favor for increase, favor for advancement, favor for growth, favor to recover all that you have lost. Receive it now. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. From affliction into favor from affliction into favor oh lord help me tonight help me lord help me the first scripture we read from the book of luke was talking about the story of a man who um, had been laboring all his life a man who had skills in his job a man who is gifted and talented in what he does, that he had successful business partners and colleagues who had gotten proofs in what they do. But suddenly, a time came that nothing was working anymore, that Peter had a report to give to Jesus. He said in verse 5 of Luke 5, that, Master, we have toyed all night. We have lived in affliction all night. We have we have tried everything all night. I have taken all the medication. I have I've tried to apply to all the schools. I've applied to all the countries. Nobody is giving me visa. I have tried to do every kind of job. Nothing is working. I've tried to do every kind of business. Every time I start and I get serious, something will go wrong and the business will have to close. Every time I decide to get into a relationship that is when all hell will be break loose every time I make up my mind to try to make my husband or my wife happy that is when the marriage begin to go sour every time I try to get pregnant that is when everything begin to turn against me Peter said look at the proofs we have already labored all the night we have tried everything we know how to do legally everything we know how to do professionally nothing is worth anymore we have toyed all night 
we have toiled all night. And unfortunately, this is the reality of a lot of people. According to statistics, the, the wealth of the, of the world is just in the hands of 3% of 100%. The wealth of the world, the whole world, I don't know if it's still up to that number right now, based on the previous record, the wealth of the whole world out of 100% is in the hands of 3%. So what happened to the remaining 97%? And just about 15 to 20% are living in average. The rest of them are living in poverty, in affliction. Not because they are not working. Not because they didn't go to school. Every year we are producing graduates. Every year people are passing out of school. Every other year people are entering into school. But at the end of the day, many are out of school. Doors are shut against them. They were told that education is the key. When they went to school, before they came back, people that were in charge changed their padlock. So they brought the education that is the key, and the, the right padlock was no more there. So they keep trying what they were told in school. When you find X, you find Y, it will work. They have been looking for X since they finished school. They can't even find X. Life becomes tough. Their life has become a palace of disease. Their life has become a schedule of failure. Their life has become a life of toiling without result. I don't know where you are under the sound of my voice. And this has become your experience. I came to introduce you to one God that can change your life in the twinkle of an eye. I came to introduce you to the one that made the heavens and the earth. I came to introduce you to the one that died on the cross because of you. I came to introduce you to the one that makes all things new. I prophesy your life is coming out of affliction. Your life is coming out of affliction. I see somebody in my vision right now. It's like your legs have been cemented inside a mud. You can't even move out of that place. You have been doing everything you can to move. It's like your leg has been sealed. Your leg has been cemented in a mud. You are moving but you are still in one cycle. You are breaking out right now. You are breaking out right now. Simon said to Jesus, he said, lest I die word, lest I die word. Believe this word right now. I connect to grace. I decree by the word of the Lord. You are coming out. You are entering favor. You are entering favor. You are breaking that record. You are breaking that standard. You are breaking that level. They have kept you there for too long. You've been there since one year, since three years, since five years since 8 years, since 10 years, since 15 years, you are coming out now. Enter into favor. I push you into your favor. I push you into your favor. I carry you into your favor. I carry you into your favor. Receive your testimony now. Receive your breakthrough now. Receive your settlement now. Receive your increase now. Receive your open doors now. Receive your turnaround now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. From affliction into favor. From affliction into favor. From affliction into favor. If your life must move from affliction into favor, number one, press on the word. 
Listen, I've been trying to emphasize on this recently. I don't know how 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 far I have been able to um, convince you that, that the word of God is more than what you need. I don't know how far you have been able to align your life to that truth. But listen, press on the word. In Luke chapter 5 verse 1, it says that it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word, press on the word, sit down with your Bible. Like somebody going to rise and a professional exam, begin to study the Bible. Hey, I don't know how to show you how powerful the word of God is. Listen, listen. The Bible said that these letters, the letters, they kill, but the spirit, they give life. If you have been, um, um, maybe you are somebody who is conversant with social media, you might have come across people who are making uh, videos and research and supposed discoveries like um, um, this, this Bible we are reading is not the original Bible, it's the fake one. The white men brought us this Bible and they use it to collect our gold and resources and they give us religion and um, all kinds of things. No problem, no problem. I agree, whatever they say, there's no problem. But listen, if men like Archbishop Benson Daosa, they preach the same Bible and there was power, Charlie, I reject whatever offer they are bringing. I choose to stay with this Bible. If it is not complete, it is not correct, and it has result, I choose to stay here. If men like Apostle Baba Lola, they use this same Bible to preach and they got results, they saw God in action, I will stay with this Bible. If men like Archbishop Duncan William, they saw results, they saw proofs, they saw the hand of God, I will stay with this Bible. If men like Apostle Suleiman, men like Pastor Chris Oyakilome, men, men called and assigned by God, they stuck to this Bible and they saw result. I'm staying with this Bible. Anyone you thought that was missing, whatever you thought that was not correct, that they used to brainwash your forefathers and they did what and what, go and look for it and, and go. But this one, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. I'm, stay, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. I've read the Bible enough to be convinced that God is true. I've read the Bible enough to be convinced that Jesus is true. So go look for whatever you think is missing. Read it. Enjoy for you and your family. I will stay here. I will stay here. I'm staying with the word. I'm staying with the word. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying with the word. Stop allowing all kind of doctrines and all kind of fables and discoveries to move you left and right, to and fro. No, the word of God is true. The Bible said, for the word of God standeth sure, for the Lord knoweth those that are his. He said, those who mention the name of the Lord, let them depart from iniquity. The foundation of the Lord he stand there sure. He stand there sure. Jesus said, he said, heaven and earth shall pass. All my name will pass. He said, but one jot of my word, it will never fall. It will never fall. It will never fall. If the white man brought something and they chose to filter the word and remove some parts and they put the one they we thought they could use to um, manipulate people and what they are not aware of, just check us right now. Check us, the blacks, and check the whites and tell me where Jesus is standing now. No, just compare, compare, compare. Look at the reality of the gospel in Africa and look at what is going on in the West and tell me where is Jesus now? Where is the power of God now. Where is the gospel now? Paul had this to say in Romans chapter 1, I think verse 12, he said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. 
So if they thought they were stealing something, they thought you can have better root than us. You can have better life than us. You can have whatever you choose you took that is better than us. But don't worry. Don't worry. If I have Jesus, I'm getting everything back. If I have Jesus, I'm getting everything back. If I have Jesus, I am getting everything back. Stay in the word. Press on the word. Get back to your Bible. I want us to get back to the word. I want to see people that between now and the next six months, the next one year, they can tell me they have finished their Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Let it become a competition for you. Let it become a competition. Don't get tired. Don't give up. Start from Genesis. You want to start from another book, whatever you choose. But I want people in the next one year, they will tell me, I have finished my Bible. I have read my Bible from Genesis down to Revelation. I want people, we have two months left for this year to end. Do you know, do you know, do you know that if you begin to read out of the 29 books of the New Testament, if you begin to read 10 chapters every day before December, you're going to be done with the entire New Testament. Before December, you will be done with the entire New Testament. You will be done. Let's get, let's press. They didn't just hear the word. They pressed. They pressed for it. They pressed for it. If you read John chapter, chapter 6, the Bible said they followed Jesus three days listening to teaching. Three days, they forgot they had no eating. John 6, for three days, they were following Jesus, hearing teaching, hearing teaching, hearing teaching. They forgot that they had, eat, they had not eaten. It was on the third day that Christ remembered, ah, these guys have not eaten, you know, and what can we get them to eat? They pressed on the word. The word of God can produce marriage. The word of God can produce baby. The word of God can produce a visa. The word of God can produce recovery. The word of God can produce your joy. The word of God can bring your healing. The Bible said Psalm 102 and verse, I think verse, verse 17. He said he sent, sent forth his word. Verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20 rather. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent forth his word. His word healed them and his word delivered them. The word can be sent. The word can bring healing. The word can bring deliverance. Acts 19 verse 20, it said so mightily grew the word and prevailed. So mightily grew the word and prevailed. Acts chapter 19 and verse 20, so mightily grew the word and prevailed. Isaiah 55 and verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereon until I sent it, it shall prosper in the thing where, so the word has to be sent. How do you send the word? By declaring the word from your mouth. That is how to send the word. You take your Bible, just like the scripture we just read, Acts chapter, chapter 7 and verse 10, and you begin to declare to yourself that I am moving from affliction into the place of favor. I am moving. You begin to speak the word. You begin to send the word. You begin to declare the word. The word of God is like a fire. It's like a hammer. It's like an arrow that can be shot 
to a direction. You send the word into the area of your life where you want to see the word produce results. And suddenly, you began to see your life produce. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law, speaking of the word, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. He said, For thou shalt meditate therein, for thou shalt meditate therein day and night. He said, For in it you shall make your ways prosperous, and inside the same word you shall have good success. Inside the same word, you shall have good success. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. So, if you want to live a life of purity, hide the word of God in your heart. Plant the word of God in your heart. When the government of God begins to guard your heart, you realize that living right becomes as easy beyond whatever you think. If you read the same Psalm 119 verse 81, it says, My soul fainted for my salvation, but I hope in thy word. My soul fainted for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. So a time is going to come in your life where what you believe, there will be contentions. What you believe, there will be doubt and shakings. But he said, let your hope remain in the word. Let your hope remain in the word. In Psalm 119, verse 89, it said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. Psalm 119, verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. It's not one week, it's not one month. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. If you read Psalm 119, verse 103, it said, How sweet are thy words. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. He said, Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Sweeter. So the word of God can be sweet if we begin to stay sit in the Bible, we begin to eat the word, we begin to dine with the word. The word of God can become sweet when we begin to press on the word like the people in Luke chapter 5 verse 1. If you read the same Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. It said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. The word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. When you look at lamp and light, they are not the same. When you take the lantern and you turn the lantern on, the lantern does not have a power to go as far as one meter and two meters. The lantern only shines within where you keep it. The lantern only covers within that circumference. So what that scripture is saying is that the word of God can give you immediate direction for now. But when you talk about light, a light can travel in distance. When you turn your torch on, it can go in distance. So the word of God can give you direction for now and direction for the future. The word of God can give you direction and instruction for the now and also give you direction for the future. Direction for now and direction for the future. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, the entrance of the word giveth light and understanding to the simple. The entrance
entrance of thy word giveth light and understanding to the simple. That word simple there simply means of humility. Those that choose to submit to the simplicity of the word. Those that choose to believe the word like a baby. Those that choose despite what they know in school. Despite what they have been taught. Despite the doctrine and the culture they come from. They choose to submit themselves to the simplicity. They choose to submit themselves humbly to the truth of the word of God. If you read this Psalm 119 verse 133, it said, order my steps in thy word. 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 Order my steps. I pray for someone. The Lord shall order you from affliction into prosperity by his word. By his word. From affliction to favor. From affliction to favor. You are changing level. You are changing season. If you are the one I'm talking to, shall I receive it? Order my steps in your word. Order my steps in your word. The word of God is powerful. 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 Romans chapter 4, sorry now, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. He said the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than every two-edged sword. Sharper than every two-edged sword. He said discerning to the sunder of the bones and the marrows. The word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joint and marrows. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word is powerful. Let us get back to our Bible. Get back to your Bible. I know you went to church. I know the man of God preached. No problem. Get back to your Bible. Listen, Christianity is going to be more lively and interesting when you begin to stay in the word. Christianity will become more lively. We become more practical. We become more interesting when you begin to stay in the word. Christianity will become more lively, more powerful, more interesting when you begin to stay in the word. You don't need somebody to tell you something. You don't need somebody to cajole you anymore. You just know I have to pray. You just know I need to study. You just know I need to go for evangelism. You just know that there's a call of God on my life. I can't throw the call aside and focus on my own personal business. You just know that I need to I need to give. You just you don't need anybody to cajole you anymore. Anymore anymore. So even when the lies come, even when they lie, somebody tries to bring the gospel in lie, no matter their title, no matter their position, your spirit will just react immediately because there is something now that is living inside of you. The word. The word. The word. Please, let's get back and press on the word. If you must move from affliction into favor, eat the word. Eat the word. Eat it. Eat it. True Bible. Let scriptures begin to run out of you. Let scriptures, let scriptures. I will listen to the man, uh, my father, Paul Suleiman. In one preaching, this man will quote 120 scriptures in one, 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 one teaching. 120 scriptures in one teaching without looking at the Bible. Without, I'm like, what is this? Before I thought it was cramming. So I began to try to cram the Bible. I realized it was not cramming. No, 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 no. What you eat is what you vomit. If you eat rice and you throw up, you're not going to throw up beans or fufu. You will throw up rice. 
If you eat fufu, you will not go and throw up shawarma. You will throw up fufu. What you eat, what you eat, how long you sit down to meditate in the word, that is what the Holy Ghost keeps in you. If you try to keep the Bible in your head, you will never get a result. There will never be impact. Sit down with the word. Sit down with the word. Sit down. Read it and read again. Meditate. Let it sink. Some night, wake up some night, no prayer, nothing. Just stay with your Bible. Just stay with your Bible. Just stay. Even if it is one chapter, stay. Let the word soak inside of you. Suddenly, people are going to start asking you, that where, where, what happened to you? where did you go to? What happened to you? Things are changing around you. You are glowing. You are looking different. You are looking beautiful. That is what the word of God does for you. That's what the word of God does for you. Number one. Number two, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. In that scripture we read, the Bible said that Peter said to Jesus, we have toiled all night. Jesus came and stepped into one of the, the boats or the ship that was there. And you realize that every other person had packed up. They've toiled all night. They've did everything. The Bible said in verse 2 that the fishermen were washing their nets. They've all packed up. They've arranged their things to close. That, hey, I am too old to get married. I have tried everything. I've tried to make men propose. I've tried to propose to men. It's not working. I've tried to make men ask me out. I have I've asked men out. It's not working. I'm too old to get pregnant. I can't get pregnant anymore. I've done everything that I know how to do. It's not working. I've tried to get a job. I've done everything I can do. It's not working. So let's just forget this thing and go and live our life somewhere else. They had all packed up and they left. But the man called Peter was still trying to pack up, but he was slow. There was something bubbling in his spirit that, hey, I think possibly there might be something still left here. If he had left earlier, he would have missed out in that miracle, not knowing that Jesus was on his way coming. Listen, I don't know where you are listening to me. I brought you a word of comfort tonight. Jesus is coming. He's coming for you. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Jesus is coming, he's coming, he's coming. He's bringing your baby, he's bringing your marriage, he's bringing your prosperity, he's bringing your healing, he's bringing your open door. He's coming just because of you. If you read the book of Mark chapter 8, the book of Mark chapter 8, Jesus ministered to a man who was blind and took him out of the city to be prayed for. If you read the book of Mark chapter 10, I think from verse 40 to 42 downward, it was talking about the man called blind Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10 from about verse 40 to 42 downward, it was talking about the man called blind Bartimaeus. The Bible said he was blind. He sat in a place. His problem has become too much that they added the problem to his name. He had a name. Nobody knew his name anymore. Only his father's name. His name was not blind. But because the man has been blind for too long, and they now describe him based on his problem. There are some of you right now, when people are trying to describe you, they, they don't remember your name anymore. Don't you know that woman? Say, what woman? That woman, they say, what woman? That one that has not given birth that live. Okay, that woman. Don't you know that girl? That girl that always passed. The one that is not married. Don't you know that one? That family that is poor. The one that always beg. They have now 
use your situation to now give you to, 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 to use to describe to place a stigma over your life but look at what happened to blind Bartimaeus the Bible said from verse 46 now the Bible said that Jesus was passing through the city of Jericho and while he was passing the man began to hear noise he couldn't see but he could hear he couldn't see but he could hear and began to ask them what is going on and they said unto him that Jesus Christ is passing and he knew very well it cannot be Jesus and there will not be a miracle it cannot be Jesus and will not be a testimony it can be a pastor a man of God can pass nothing will change a prophet can pass nothing will change an apostle can come nothing will change but if it is Jesus something must surely happen and he began to cry Jesus son of David have mercy on me Jesus son of David have mercy on me if you read that scripture very well everyone began to advise him say hey Bartimaeus keep quiet Jesus did not come for the people like you. He didn't come for people like you. He came for big men. He came for rich men. He came for those that can see. He came for those that can walk. He came for those who can give good offering. He came for those who can give good time. But hear me, I have something to tell you. There is a time that comes. God does not care much about what you give, but he cares more about those that he created. He just wants to show his love back to his people. And the man began to cry the more. The man began to cry the more. The man began to cry the more. Suddenly, Jesus stood and turned back. Jesus stood and turned back. Now, this is the irony. Jesus did not walk to Bartimaeus. The same people that told him, keep quiet, Jesus told them, tell him to come. Somebody's not, you're not getting it right now. The same people who told him, keep quiet. He is not coming for you. He was, they were the people that he told, go and call him. You are the one that told this man to shut up. You were the one mocking this man. Listen, you might mock me, but you are not my maker. You can be my mocker, but you are not my maker. When my maker comes, my mockery will be turned around into a testimony. He said, go back and tell that man to come. The same people that laughed at him, they became his messengers and they went there and they brought him and they asked him, what do you want? He said, I just want my sight back. I just want my sight back. And immediately the man began to see, there is somebody listening to me. Jesus is coming into your life. Wherever you are, shout Jesus. Shout Jesus. I need you in my life. Say Jesus. I need you in my situation. Say Jesus. I need you in my life. Say Jesus. I need you in my finances. Say Jesus. I need you in my family. Say, Jesus, I need you in my health. Say, Jesus, I need you in my mind. Jesus, I need you in my marriage. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Lift your voice in prayer for the next three minutes. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Reveal yourself to me once again. Show your power in my life. Show yourself in my life. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I want more of you. I want to know more of you. I want to see more of you. I want to learn more of you. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Come alive to me. Become powerful to me. Madega Balasoya. Billy Cruzi I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Help me, Lord 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 Jesus. I need you, Lord Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 
The Bible said that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, not church. You can be in church. You can be around a prophet, and yet you are not a new creature. If any man, there is no, there's no, there is no segregation. There is no tribalism. Listen, in Christ, there is no black, there's no white. In Christ, there's no airway, there's no tree. In Christ, there's no fanti, there's no gar, there's no Yoruba, there's no Igbo, there's no American, there's no African. In Christ, we are all one, sons and daughters. In Christ, we are all one, sons and daughters of God. There is no discrimination. If anyone, if any man be in Christ, listen, it is better to be in Christ than to be in church. You can be in church and yet you are just playing games. You can be in church and you know yourself that you are just there for fun. You can be in church and you know that they are just giving you honor because you are bringing a big donation, not because God knows you. But when you are in Christ, even church will be in need of you. Even church will be in need of you. If any man, any man, any man, whether he's short or tall, does not matter. If any man, listen, your life does not begin to count the day you got married. Your life did not start counting the day you were born. Your life does not start counting the day you got a visa. Your life does not start counting the day you got a million dollars. Your life does not start counting the day you finish from school. Your life starts counting the day you know Jesus. The day you know Jesus is the day your life begins to count. And let me tell you, you can be 50 years of old and you knew Jesus at the age of 50 and you died at the age of 55. You only lived for five years. You were, you were only five years old. You are only five years old. The day you know Jesus, that is the day your life begins to matter. That is the day your life begins to matter. We need Jesus. Number three, number three, if we must move from affliction into favor. Listen, let us get into the way. That's the only way to find Jesus. Find him for yourself. Thank God for the preaching. Thank God for the prophecy. Thank God for the teaching. He does not want to meet you through anybody. He wants to meet you one-on-one. -on -one. Jesus has been organizing one-on-one -on -one sessions since 2,000 years. He has been organizing one-on-one -on -one sessions since 2,000 years. The problem is you are not attending. You are not attending. Jesus has been organizing one-on-one -on -one session and is free of charge even this week. He's still organizing one. Ah, Pastor, where's the venue? The venue is in the Bible. The venue is the word. The word. The word. The word. He has been organizing one-on-one -on -one session for long. The venue is in the word. The venue is in the word. Get back to the word. Sit down with the word. Sit down with the word. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and teach you. Listen, start reading your Bible like somebody preparing for a professional exam. You will be amazed how your life will change. If you knew me before, if you knew me before, and from where I was to where I am right now, in the past 10 years, you wouldn't have believed that God can do so much with someone. 
Even those people we all grew up together, we all served in church together, we all did ministry together, a lot of them assume there is something I am putting my hand somewhere or there is something I'm doing somewhere. There's one secret thing I'm doing somewhere. There's nothing. It's the word, the principles of the word. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. The word. The word. You can't meet Jesus and your eyes are not open. You want to prophesy? Meet Jesus. You want to heal the sick? Meet Jesus. You have a calling to ministry. You don't know what to do. The calling is the call of Jesus. Let meet him. Let him show you the way. Let him show you the way. Thank God for spiritual fathers. But without Jesus, a spiritual father can lead you astray. Thank God for mentors. Without Jesus, a mentor can become a tormentor. Thank God for coaches and guards. Without Jesus, a coach will lead you to hell. Meet Jesus. Meet him. Meet him. Meet him. Number three. Number three is giving. The Bible said Jesus took the boat of Jesus. Took the boat of Jesus. Sat, uh, sorry, now the boat of Peter sat in the boat and began to preach. Now, this is on, um, how do I put it? This is not a regular belief or understanding. The belief, which is what me personally I stand for, is that you should give out of leading. But there are times God will make you give out of compulsion. There are times God will compel you to give. There are times God will instruct you to give. If you read that scripture, Jesus did not ask Peter, bring your boat, or can I use your boat? No. He didn't. No, 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 no. Because he knew that this guy was already discouraged. So right now, Peter will be doing calculation. I have to go home to go and see my wife, to go and see my children. So if I ask Peter, can I use your boat? He will tell me that he's too late. He's tired. He can't walk anymore. Bible said he entered into the boat and told him he should move into the water a bit. If the only part of giving you know is that God must always lead you, then you can be wrong. This is not um, gimmicks. This is not manipulation. But there, is, there are times that God will compel you. There are times God will compel you. He will pull you. He will pull you. He can speak through somebody. He can speak to you. It, it will be out of your plan, out of your order. That was what happened to Peter. And the sort kind of giving, what happens to you always, when you are done, it will look like somebody just scammed you. Yeah. When you are done, you will look like a fool. Like, what just happened to me? This morning I said I will never touch. Over my dead body will I touch it. I want to use this money to go and do this. Over my dead body. How did I just give? You look like a fool. Charlie, you are not a fool. Give it time. Hey, there is a way that cement right unto a man. He said, but the end thereof, the end thereof, the end thereof, the end thereof. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way. There is a way. I was somewhere last week. Was it last week, right? Yeah, last week. And I happened to come across my other car that I sold as a seed. Some it was it was given to somebody to be using. And when I look at the car and I saw the new car that I'm driving, the scripture that ran on my head was Act 30, Act chapter 20, verse 35. 
it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed. When I look at the comparison, I look at the difference. Charlie is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed. So Peter offered his boat. Jesus used the boat for the work of ministry and turned the life of Peter around. And listen, this is this can be akin to what we see in programs, what we see in churches. Peter was not the only man in that city. Peter was not the only fisherman. Peter was not the only male. Peter was not the only guy, but he was the one that was available to allow God to use him. And he was the only one that got a miracle. So you go to a crusade of a thousand persons, of 500 people, of 200, of 100. Everyone is not, they are there, they are there. But they are not availing themselves. They are not giving themselves for God to be used. At the end of the day, only few people carry the miracle for the program. I pray from today, you will no more miss out miracles. You will be, begin to carry miracles. You will begin to carry testimonies. Number number what? Is it number four or number five now? Let me give us two more and let's get into prayer. Number four. Number four is believe. 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 The Bible said, Jesus told Peter, he said, cast your net. And the response of Peter was, we have toiled all night. We've tried this thing. What you are telling me now? I should go back and, and go and sleep with my husband. We've been married for 20 years. We've been having sex. No baby is coming. Why, how, how, why is it that the one you are telling me now is the one that we change it? I should go and anoint myself. I've been using oil. I've been anointing in my church crowd. We say I'm the one in charge of selling oil. I've been anointing myself for the past 20 years. Nothing is changing. I should, I should, I should go and fast. I've been fasting. In fact, two years ago, I did 31 days fasting. Last year, I did 41 days. This year, I've done 70. Believe, believe. Listen. God can change your life. One thing about prophetic instruction is that it's not just about the direction, but it's in the belief, the obedience. In the obedience. That is what God is looking out for. So he told Peter, cast your net. Peter said, we've done this thing before. We tried it the whole night. We put the net. We tried on the left. We tried on the right. We tried in the middle. Nothing came out. He said, don't worry. All right. Because you said it. Because you said it. Listen, Peter did not catch, catch fish in that river because um, the fish now moved to the left or the fish now moved to the right. No, 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 no. It was the word that generated the fish. It was the word. The words of Jesus are so powerful that he can form a baby in a womb without intercourse. The word of God is so powerful that he can form money in your bank account. The word of God is so powerful that somebody who was born without an eyeball, another eye can appear. The word of God is so powerful that somebody that they told, hey, in your life, you will never be able to speak again. God can create, he can formulate something inside your body. The word, the word. But what do we do with the word? We must believe. We must believe. 
Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. Believe in the Lord that God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophet, you and you shall prosper. Believing in the instructions of Jesus. Believing in the truth of Jesus. If you read Mark 11, Mark 11 from verse 22 down, he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Mark 11 from verse 22. Have faith in God. He said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, that person shall have whatever he says. Whatever you say and you believe it, he said, you shall have it. When you say to this mountain, be thou removed to the sea yonder, he said, the mountain shall be moved. It shall be removed. God used mountain as an example in this scripture to tell you, you know, mountains cannot be moved. But he's telling you how powerful your belief is, how powerful your faith in God can be. So if your faith can move mountains, what is baby that your faith cannot move? If your faith can move mountain, what is money that your faith cannot move? If your faith, the problem you have is that you are comparing your problem with yourself. You are comparing your problem with your age. Can I tell you what to do? Compare your problem with Jesus. You will realize how little, how empty, how atomic your problem is. Compare your problem with Jesus. Put it side by side. Put God there, put your problem. You will realize there's nothing there. But once you are comparing with yourself, some of you now you have a project you want to embark on. You have a building project. You have a business plan. You have um, um, a travel project. And you are looking at the amount, $30,000, $50,000, $100,000. You are putting yourself, you are putting your bank account beside the budget. You will have high blood pressure and you will die. And they will eat rice and they will forget you. But try and put the problem beside God. Use God to compare the problem. You're going to realize that the problem is, is so empty. You're going to realize the problem is so empty. It's so little. It's so little. It's so little. Listen, listen, listen. Changing your life does not take God anything. But God wants to see a rugged fit. Changing your life, healing you, giving you favor, opening your door does not take God anything. It doesn't take God anything. God wants to see a rugged fit, a stubborn fit, a mad fit. Bible said Abraham believed in hope against hope. There was nothing for Abraham to believe God for. There was nothing for him to trust God for. He, as a matter of fact, he was 100 and the wife was 90. How will they get pregnant? How will they get pregnant? Even at that moment, IVF is even impossible. But Abraham, he staggered not in faith. He believed in hope. There was nothing to hope for. He was against hope, but yet he believed. And at the end of the day, the Bible said Abraham knew that he that said it, he that said it, he's faithful to bring it to pass. And God brought his word to pass. Believe God. Believe God. Many of you, because of the things you have been told, maybe by a prophet, by a pastor, by an apostle, or you've tried by yourself, okay, the um, Bible says if I should believe this way, I will try it. And you've done it, you've tried it, and it look as if it failed, and look as if you gave yourself timing, it didn't come to pass. So your faith is now weak, your faith is shaking, and sometimes, listen, can you take your eyes off that thing and put your eyes on Jesus? Listen, you can't have two eyes. 
You can't be looking up to Jesus and be looking up down to your problem. Your eye must be on one direction. Oh, you look up suddenly. Oh God, but I'm not getting pregnant yet. Too. You look up to God. You look again. Oh God, uh, but I'm not getting money, money yet. You look up to God. Oh God, I'm not getting a job. No, 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 no. Remove your eyes from one and keep your eyes on one. You can't be looking up to God and still be looking down on your problem. You read Hebrews chapter 12. The Bible said, looking on to Jesus from verse 2, looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who was for the joy that was set before him, despised the cross and endured the shame. Looking on to Jesus. I have many th options of things to look out for, but I choose to look at Jesus. I choose to look at Jesus. I have many things to look at. I can look at my uncle. I can choose to trust my uncle, but I choose to look unto Jesus. Yeah, I know my father has promised me um, he will give me 10 plots of land, but I'm looking at Jesus. That even if my father disappoints me now, Jesus cannot disappoint me. My husband has promised me and by the end of this year, he will buy me a car. No problem. But my eyes are fixed on Jesus. My eyes are fixed on Jesus. My eyes are fixed on Jesus. Oh, my boyfriend told me we will get married by uh, next year, January. Uh, what if it does not come to pass? My eyes are on Jesus. Nothing reduces heartbreak and high blood pressure like when your eyes shift from men and focus on God. Nothing reduces heartbreak and high blood pressure like when your eyes is shifted from men and you are looking up to Jesus. You want to get heartbreak, focus on men. Men are full of disappointment, including me. I can tell you I'm coming to your house now. I will change my mind. I can tell you I'm coming to see you tomorrow. Something will come up and I will get distracted. But if Jesus tells you he's coming by 1 p.m., nothing is changing it. If he tells you he's coming to you today, nothing is changing it. Focus on Jesus. Stop looking at two things at once. Remove your eyes from the distraction. Stop looking at two things at once. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Oh, oh God, it's getting little. I'm already 31. I'm 40. Oh God, where are you? Oh, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And do you know what happened? When your eyes is placed on Jesus, do you know what happened? You don't allow distraction. Anyone whose eyes is focused on the goal. Have you watched a football match before? Do you realize that when a player, when a player does not have the ball on him, nobody pursues the person? Only a fool will pursue a player without the ball. When the player does not have the ball, nobody has your time. The moment the ball is on your feet, everybody is after you. Oh, pastor, I don't know what's happening. Everybody is talking against me. Listen, it's because the ball is on your feet now. Yeah. So stop. Don't worry about them. The ball is now on your feet. That is what they are talking about you. And listen, once the player begins to now get close to the goal, every, everybody will leave where they are and begin to attack that one player. Oh, Pastor, the attack has increased. It means you are now very close to the goalpost. Pastor, I don't know what's happening. The more I pray, the more things I have. It means you are on track. You are on track. I just finished fasting and look at what happened. It means you are on track. I just gave the seed. Look, it means you are now closer to the goal than ever. And do you know what happened? That is when a lot of us give up. That is when a lot of us give up. 
That is when a lot of us give up. The attack is to have become too much. Then this thing, I, I still have the bad dream again. I still do this again. Despite all the prayer, the thing has increased. The thing has, that, that is when a lot of us give up. That's when we give up. But that's not when to give up. That's when to push in more. That's when to press more. Paul said, I press towards the mark of the higher calling. I press towards the mark. Paul said, this one thing I do, this one thing, I don't do many things. This one thing I do, this one thing I do. I have fought the good fight of faith. I've endured the cross. I've despised the shame. This one thing is what I'm doing. Any man that have their eyes on the goal, they take their eyes off distractions. A lot of things will distract you. A lot of things will distract you. Whatever that is not your intention should not command your attention. Whatever that is not your intention should not command your attention. Keep your eyes focused. Some young men will come that it does not look like where you are going to. If you listen, if you don't decide where you are going to, everywhere will look like a place. If you don't define where you are going to, everywhere we look like a place. If you don't define what you want, everything will look like what you want. Somebody who woke up and carried the bag say, I'm traveling. Where are you going to? I don't know. When the person comes to the road and meets somebody going to Burkina Faso, the person will join the person. Suddenly, the person will meet somebody else going to Libya. The person will join. Suddenly, the person will meet somebody else going to Ghana. The person will join. But if your eyes is fixed, hey, I'm going to Benin Republic. You know where to get the car. You know where to stop. You know what to do. You don't get mixed up. A lot of us, we have lost our direction in France. In friends, all the goals and plans you have now is not your goal anymore. It is friends. Your friends wants to travel. That is why you want to travel. Not because you would love to travel. Oh, that is why you want to travel. This is why you are doing the course you are doing now. You've lost your goal. You've lost yourself in family. Your family wants you to be a doctor. Your family wants you. Uh, they don't want you to do this. They want you to do this. What do you want to do? What has God laid in your heart? What are you supposed to be doing with your life? What are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing? We've lost ourselves because we have no goal, no direction, no focus. So everything that comes now looks like this is it. Everything that comes to us looks like this is it. This is the miracle we are waiting for. This is the favor. This is the direction we are waiting for. This is the open door. This is the open door. Because we don't have a place where we are going to. Every place will look like a place when you have no direction. Keep your eyes focused. When your eyes is fixed on the goal, there is no distraction. Number two, no matter how tired you are, you might be slow, but you will be steady. When your eyes is fixed on the, on the goal, you might be slow, but you will be steady. You know, this is where I'm going to. I'm going to become a millionaire. I'm going to become a billionaire. I'm going into my marriage. I'm going into my, 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 my visa. I'm going for your eyes is fixed. You might be slow because it has delayed. It has been healthy. It has been difficult. You've been going through a lot of backlashes and a lot of hinder, but you are fixed. You are fixed. You are fixed. It might be slow, but it's sure that you will get there. I want us to pray. 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 The first prayer we're going to take right now is, Father, give me appetite for your word. 
fresh appetite for your word. Let me begin to hunger for my Bible like never before. How come suddenly we now press phone more than our Bible? What happened? What happened? And some of us, we have not even been very close to the Bible. We've not been close. Some of us, we were close suddenly, suddenly right now. You now give more attention to prophecy more than the word. So if you enter church, you enter a prayer platform, they are not prophesying, you will leave. You will leave and look for where they are prophesying. And what you are not aware of is that Jesus is not happy. Jesus is not happy. Jesus is not happy. Jesus is not happy. He's not happy. He's not happy. We have now replaced him. We have, he said they have, they have given more attention to the creature, to the creator, instead of the creator. They have given more attention. Romans chapter 1. They have given more heed to the creator, to the creatures, instead of the one that created. Lord, give me fresh appetite for your word. Unwavering appetite. That when I wake up, the first thing I carry is the Bible. You go to church today, no more Bible quiz. Those days, those days, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you used to see Bible quiz. Bible quiz. But right now, do you know what they do? Dancing. Children are not coming to do dancing competition. And we clap for them. And what are they dancing? Worldly song in church. Before we bring Bible quiz, they begin to compete with Bible. Well, where, where is in this Bible? Where is that in that Bible? You find it. Could, how many scriptures can you quote? You find, you find it. How accurate are you in quoting the Bible? You will see children quoting, quoting. You will see adult church competing, competing with the word. But right now, it is dance. It's dance. We bring whiskey song and we dance it. We bring uh, Shadawali song, we dance it. And we clap and spray them money and everybody go back to that. Not knowing gradually we are killing the future. Gradually we are losing the foundation. It might look exciting. It might look like that is what everybody is doing. A lot of us now, you will not go to church where it looks like there's no fan, according to you. Ah, there's no fan. Do you know in the olden days, what our father, not even olden days, just 20 years ago, what our fathers used for fun in church is retreat. If they want to have fun, they will go and fast. Yes. If they want to have fun in church, they will go and fast. They will declare a revival. Right now, we attend programs by the team of the program. If the program, they write it, Jesus is coming again. No, we don't attend. When we look for the one they wrote, possess my possession. My marriage is coming this year. Financial open door. If they write the theme of the program, Reviver. No, we don't go. We don't go. Yeah. If the prophetic is not in the title of the meeting, we don't go. You know yourself. You know. You know. You know. You know. You know. If they do a program now, we put the poster, Reviver. Reviver. Repentance. You, you, you will not see anybody. You won't see anybody. But write it, 10 ways to marital breakthrough. Write it. 10 ways to settle down in one week. Final miracle money. Come and see the church is full. I must get my visa. Come and see the church be full. Pregnancy in two hours. Come and see the church be full. This is the reality of the church now. The church is sleeping. 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 
The church is sleeping. The church is sleeping. That is what we want. That's what we want. That's what we want. Today, today's what? Try and do a ministry, except a, ch a church that has been on ground for a long period of time, and you are the general overseer. A church now where the prophetic is not there, check it, the pews are empty. If you are not prophesying, then God did not call you. If you are not prophesying, then God did not call you. I'm not against, I'm not against the prophetic. I prophesy. I'm not against the prophetic. I'm not against any part of the, the body of Christ. But we are, we are losing the true intent of the church. The first purpose of the church is to feed us with the word and instill the fear of God in us. So you realize that we receive prophecies, but no fear of God. No fear of God. We receive prophecies, no fear of God. No fear of God. Inside the same church, where prophecy is high, choir master, we impregnate choir mistress inside the same church. No fear of God. No fear of God. The one counting money is stealing church offering. Hey! Stealing church offering. No fear. No fear. Stealing offering. Now they have to, the room where they, keep, where they put offering, they have to plant camera. No fear of God again, no. The room where the where the, the office where they put money, people that count money, they have to plant camera or they have to assign people to come and monitor them to be watching them in case. No fear, no fear, no fear, no fear. Because their mind is that they are dealing with pastor. Have you read your Bible in Acts chapter 5? Ananias and Samira. Have you read your Bible in Acts chapter 5? They sold their own land and they brought it to church. And they told the man of God, this is all we said. The man of God, is this all? I said, yes. Okay, you've lied to God. All right, go on your own. Immediately they died. Not the next day. Immediately the man died. We don't fear God anymore. We don't. And because there is a lot of compromise in the church, judgment has now reduced. Because I think not just compromise, the mercy of God. Because the kind of funeral that would have been happening every week in church, the kind of funeral, no fear. Somebody will collect salary, collect the tithe, eat some and bring some. After all, who, who, whose business is it on my money? Somebody will make a vow in church. They will never redeem. They will, ne they will never redeem. They will never redeem. They will never redeem. They come to church and they will say, ah, why should I? I beg, let me go ask you to do something with myself. No fear of God. No fear. We need to pray. We need to pray. We are asking God the Father as I begin to pray. Lord, instill in me a fresh appetite for you. Appetite for the world. Let me begin to hunger for the word like never before. Let me begin to hunger for the word. Let me begin to love to read my Bible like never before. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I begin to pray now, I receive fresh appetite for your word. 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 In the name of Jesus, lift your voice in prayer. Lift your voice in prayer. Lift your voice in prayer. Ila kabaradasha. Lebrekesula badasha. Lebrekesula badasha. 
Mokonda Beresigada, O Tabalandeske, Birakuza Balega Davashis, O Kondelade. Go ahead and pray, 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 pray. Appetite for your word, O God. Appetite for your word, O God. For your word. Let the ancient word impart. Malaga balada balada. Shada balaga do brakadizas. Ilamondo balagado. Shata baladasis. Elemon siga balada baladashis. Kila bela 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 basha da belagado sapalada shadimanda gabahai. Mondo bosuga bragadi balagade baladaya. Oh ancient words. Oh ancient words. Oh ancient words. Kelemanda baradashis. Kalemanda babis. Give me appetite for the Bible again. Give me appetite for ancient words again. Elamanda Baradasha. Barakozu Bella de Bendeshkadi Barasuta. Elelesha Baladabas. Adema Sakapali Gradusa Falande Beladis. Ola Bagademon Shabale Gradabahas. Elemanda Balagada Baladashis. Ever truth changing me and changing you. We have come with open arms. All radiation was in time. E Malagadi Brasuza Balabashas. Oh God. Give us hunger for your word. 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 Hunger for your word, Lord. Appetite for your word. Appetite for your word. Morning and night. 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 Oh, Kande Brashata.
zebelega debeledeshes elemon sibagadash kebile gedosa brakasuta veladim brokotosha lebreke suta paladeya ilega debelede zugada belagada beragada belagada masa paladosha paladia irada balando brokosuta veladijas Oh, let break a Rasa palato ziga beledo shapaladis. Fresh appetite for your word, O God. Fresh appetite for the ancient words, O God. May we not begin to have itchy ears. May we not only begin to listen to what, what we like in church. May we not begin to attend church because of what suits us. May we not begin to run after, after prophecy and prophets. Let us begin to sit down on your word. Let us begin to sit down for your word. Let us begin to get excited in your word again. That when preaching is going on, we are not sleeping. We are not sleeping. How come they are teaching in church? We are sleeping. They are praying, oh, we can jump and shout. They are preaching in church. We are sleeping. They are prophesying. We are awake. Oh, God, take away this slumber. Take away this lukewarmness, oh, God. Take away this corruption, oh, God. Madegaba, zubigidi valaba, kadimonto, Lord, Anyone listening to me now that have been trying to sit on their word, they've been trying to sit on the Bible, and something has been distracting them. Oh God, take away that distraction. Take it away, Lord. Take it away, Lord. Anyone that have been trying to study, and the more they try to read, the more they are confused. They are not getting understanding. Oh God, let that confusion be removed. Let the clarity of understanding, let the light of your word begin to enter them. For the entrance of your word given light and understanding to the simple lakapate izoko bandeketi brashata leko zoko mbalada ikatozi veliga raso ilekendi bata akula ke rekesetag ikapalaso libre seke otilagasha rakatapata 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 o kalimase vileketeso otaba Send us your word, O God. Open our eyes to your word. Open our appetites. Restore our appetite, Lord. Restore our appetite, Lord. Restore our appetite, Lord. Restore our appetite, Lord. Our appetite concerning your word. Lega bata gadi zugete beledo shata liketi brekesule o tate baranasha liko zigidu sefelende gete brasuya. Ila faramanto gosa, ele kambarasata, iketete, zoko tepe, la parasoya, ile mendigete, zonogodo brashati lavada, etimande. Oh God, give me appetite for scriptures. Give me appetite for scriptures. Let me begin to press on the word. Give me appetite for scriptures. Katiba, leketeketete. As I read, oh God, I receive understanding. The more I study, the more I want to study, the more I read, the more I understand. La paga, le cozy baga, le kesugativa, o talagaba, le gadegadeta, brukatata, 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 yakata parashatiga, polo so called the pelente gadizos.